I don't know how I feel about Nine Inch Nails. Past their hits? I guess I'd have to I didn't like what the people that hits? listened to them when I was in high school. That's true. If you listened to Nine Inch Nails, you were not in my group of friends. And that was incidental, probably, mostly, but it also became a thing. I mean, Nine Inch Nails, like, it, like, rubs me. All right, let's just jump in. Let's I've jump been in. recording this whole time. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> and start. <laughs> okay, all my friends who like Nine Inch Nails, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do like I you. I don't hold it. anything against you, I swear. We get, we'll edit that out. All right. But for real. Hello and welcome to the Ogden Arts Festival podcast. I'm your host, Eric Holmes. And this week, we have the boys from Wicked Bears joining me on the podcast. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Hey. So, <laughs> all right. Well, let's just start by introducing yourself so people know who's actually talking. And uh, I'm Casey. And what, I, what are you doing? I play Wicked bass Bear? and I sing. All right. Uh, my name is Nick and I play guitar. And I'm Ken, and I play drums. All right, so your Facebook page says you are fast and catchy pop punk. So is that is that good to use? As That's kind of the idea. Descriptor? Like, we go in, and we, we want to write a song, and it's like, okay, would my little sister and my friends want to listen to this song? And then they were, that's where we go from. All right. So how do you make a song that both your friends and your little sister want to listen to. Uh, it just kind of worked out, right? It just kind of worked yeah, out. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the it, the catchiness mostly comes from the the melodies, I think. But, yeah. Just keep it simple. Simple and fun. Simple and fun. I think it's mostly something that, like, we ourselves would want to listen to. But that's not fair because then there's bands that do that and no one else wants to listen to it so never mind (laughs) no and 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 i've i've i mean we've played in a lot they they play in a ska band i've played in like one of those weird like post-hardcore bands and Mm. and it's we we started to we've been friends for a long time and we started talking about about doing a band Mm. and we all like pop punk we were listening to masked intruder at the time and uh it felt like that was something that was interesting and that was something that sounded fun. And then we started doing it and we kind of followed that formula at first. And then we just kind of started doing whatever came out and it kept coming out. And we really like what we've come up with so far. Cool. Um, it's been fun. It's been really fun. All right. So while we're in the origin story, why wicked bears? What, what, where did wicked bears come from? So I, um, I like to purchase and watch, drum dvds instructional dvds right and uh i got one that's kind of well it's mostly based around ska and reggae reggae and rock steady drumming and it's called wicked beats Mm -hmm. and so i was texting my other band show me island about it and i accidentally typed wicked bears and then me and nick put that in our back pockets for whoever would end up starting a band next and uh, we ended up being together, so yeah. <laughs> the beauty of of Facebook band chats, you know, yes. yeah, you just get to document everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we dipsed it, and then Christian, our keyboard player, also dipsed it, but we ended up starting a band before him. I think you forgot about it anyway. So, and that was lucky too, because yeah. he starts and it fits. he starts like a band every month. Yeah, that dude is eclectic <laughs> yeah. as hell. All right, so I wanted to talk to you guys. She just got back from tour. Up in the Northwest. Yes. And uh, that is something that is kind of 
hard to do sometimes like pick up and leave and it's an interesting experience it's kind of glorified i guess you pick up with your buddies and an old van going yeah rock people's faces it's a lot of work like, a lot i did of not work. realize how strenuous it and i've complained about this to these guys they've heard me say this a hundred times because mm-hmm. of like how grumpy <laughs> all of us ended up being at one point or another yeah just because it's strenuous, man. It's, and like, we, it's 16 hour days. We were all sick as well. Well, it's not even 16, it's 24 hour days. Like, we're around each other all the time. But Casey and I ended up getting the flu, and then Nick had something completely Nick different. Yeah. And so we were all super Shrug. sick. So uh, this story was, was very tiresome and very wearing in that sense of energy levels. And But it was also so much fun. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. meeting new people being able to share our songs with people we haven't met like that was really fulfilling to watch people you've never seen before respond to something you created that's that's like the whole point mm-hmm. right that's yeah, the whole point sure. of going out there and uh it went really well in that regard you know the whole time like my head is pounding but man it was fun so how like is it more nerve-wracking Going in front of people you don't know, or is it more nerve-wracking playing in front of your friends and family? I think, I don't know if I consider them all nerve-wracking, but in front of friends is a lot easier because they're singing along, Mm -hmm. and uh, whereas, like Casey said, these people have never heard us before for the most part, Mm -hmm. and so you're like, I don't know if they're gonna think we're lame or like (laughs) if we're just gonna torture them for 30 minutes like i don't know what's about to happen and thankfully the reception was very positive we we did a show in bend oregon right so we had a show in eugene i was just thinking about this right this show was (laughs) it was it was like moving actually um i thought we we had a show in eugene and it fell through uh, the venue, the the they weren't able to find enough bands to play with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started Googling. We found this show in Bend, which is up in the mountains of Oregon. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a punk show happening there, and they stuck us on it because out of the kindness of their hearts. And then a band fell through, so we got to uh, be play a bigger part in the show, and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. So, like, all these fortuitous things are happening. And the two bands we end up being on the show with are grindcore bands. And... Uh, and so that feeling Nick was kind of kind of portraying was was kind of making us nervous. But we met these people and they were so kind. The pirate punks out in band, they fucking rock. And uh, and we played our set and they were really cool and we had a lot of fun. They really made us feel very welcome. Um, and it is nerve wracking. It is stressful, but it can it's very rewarding, too. All right, so you hear all, like, you hear everybody has, like, a van story of, like, something terrible that happened to their van. Did you guys have something terrible happen to your van? <laughs> Are you asking because you already know the answer? I, <laughs> was that a, was I that actually, a, I actually uh, forgot I knew lead until lead. I asked the question, and then I realized <laughs> that I knew. Uh, yeah, we were in San Francisco um, visiting our friend Jesse, who used to run the Shred Shed mm-hmm. in Salt Lake, and... Uh, and while we were visiting him, someone ended up smashing a window out and stealing Nick's clothes. And I'm not sure if anything else was taken. Casey's laptop. Your laptop. My laptop. And my 3DS. And my 3DS. Yeah. No. The Sapphire on it. No. With all of this year's monthly legendary Pokemon on it. Dude. <laughs> oh. 
Oh. It was like a true disaster. That is. And uh, I didn't really realize it at first. Like I didn't realize it was. Going I don't. Th- until yeah. The next day. It took you like a day or two to right. realize. Like the, I haven't seen I my didn't laptop until the day after the contents of the bag too. Like it was. Like like my 3ds and that Pokemon game, man, it really bums me out. I would care about the Pokemon game more than the 3ds or the the laptop. You know? <laughs> it's tough. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, smashed out a window, um, took some stuff, and made it so we had to have people kind of sitting in the van for the show to make sure the rest of our belongings wouldn't get taken. San Francisco San parking Francisco. tax, yeah. I think. So, so yeah, we were in Berkeley staying at a motel there and I was sleeping in the van. And I, I remember as I was falling asleep thinking the, the, the rain sounded crazy. And that was because our uh, duct tape had fallen off and I was actually listening to the rain come through the window behind me as I slept in the van. <laughs> yeah, man, that sucks. I'm yeah, so if there's any window I'm repair sorry. people out there, <laughs> let's repair. We'll get a Kickstarter on the Arts Festival. We need a kick. It's got to be done in a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Sun Sleepers Van, and they're going on tour next week. <laughs> Bummer, man. That so sucks. that's the only reason we talk to each other anymore <laughs> is to get the van fixed. So now that we've heard your sad tour story. Let's hear your good tour. We heard one good tour. The story. band Oregon is a really great tour story. That right? that bar was incredible. We played a lot of really cool venues on this tour. Yeah, um, we did. Yeah, the uh, what was yeah, that place was called in San Francisco? The uh, Hemlock Hemlock Tavern. Yeah, Hemlock yeah. was really cool. So cool. Uh, that Pirate Punks place we played in Washington was really cool as well. This uh, is probably Bremerton. Rob's fault, but yeah. there's people in Boise that. We're from Boise, and they're singing along, and yeah. that was cool. Yeah, that's but really that's probably cool. Rob from Hidden Home Records' fault because right. they're based out of Boise. Gotcha. So he, thanks, Rob. And he helped us put out the record. <laughs> and then I think Nick wants to tell the story about Portland. Oh God, do we have an hour? How long is this podcast? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just give a quick. Yeah. Okay. It's hard though. We yeah. did a uh, a podcast. We were part of a podcast show. Mm-hmm. in portland oregon a, vari- a variety show and um it was called dwight church and it'll be out in a few weeks i presume mm-hmm. casey's holding the medical meth that he gave oh, yeah, us over he there gave us medical meth. you can see it there um it's a little for those listening at home it's a little uh ziploc baggie that says made in usa medical meth and has some uh, baggie made in usa yeah sticker. right with Yours for nineteen ninety nine. Order today, Friday, Friday, Friday. Um, so he's just the super American dude singing about wearing a wife beater, and uh, he's the stage had an American flag, a blow up doll, blow up cows, um, a bald eagle named Baldwin, and uh, we were pretty much the only people there aside from our friend Reed while watching this, and. Uh, he sang a few songs. The next act were these two guys playing acoustic guitar golden and singing. Sunbirds. Golden, golden the Songbirds? Golden, the Golden Sunbirds. I think it was Sun. Maybe sun or Song. Song, song okay. or Sun. I think it they was don't sun, enunciate yeah. well enough. They were, they were very good, um, but th- they just sang about space and aliens <laughs> and talked about getting abducted. They did, they did a David Bowie cover. Um, yeah, everything they were so was good. insane. We thought we were a part of a Portlandia sketch. Uh, the sound guy played like eagle noises and, and like sounds, gunshots and, yes. and Macho Man like Randy Savage. And it was really good. 
Um, and then we played. It was a lot of fun. He interviewed us afterwards. And then I think he played some more songs. It was so bizarre. It just felt like it was part of a Portland Portlandia sketch. It was. Uh, it was. Yeah. It, I think it, he yeah. opened the show with uh, "This Is Dwight Church." Fred Armisen can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did. Oh man! So yeah. they don't like Fred Armisen up there, up in Portland. At least Dwight. Yeah, Dwight doesn't. I but know. I was expecting Fred Armisen to come out of the back and be like, "Hey, this is your this is our new hidden camera thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're on it." <laughs> it was it was enriching for sure. That's cool. It was a really cool glimpse into into the culture of Portland. Like, keep Portland weird. You know that mm-hmm. sign. Yeah. Now was there was really a point like, where Portland there was moshing <laughs> during our set, and it was two of our friends and Dwight, and they were holding AK-47 blow-up guns that were painted like the American flag. They started throwing those, and the Dwight threw Baldwin, the bald eagle, stuffed bald eagle at me, and it hit me in the shoulder blade mid-song, <laughs> and it kind of threw me off, and then I put Baldwin on top of my, my bass drum, and it kind of hung out the rest of the set, didn't fall off at all, which was... Powerful presence. Powerful presence. Yeah. There you go. Divine intervention, maybe. Baldwin. The Does Eagle. God exist? <laughs> maybe. In maybe. the form of Baldwin. Maybe. The bald if, you believe, if you believe in the, uh, if you believe in the fortuitousness of of stuffed animals being thrown at you, <laughs> like that. And after everything, uh, we were explained what we just experienced and it turned out we were just trolled for three hours right and uh we, we the space by everybody yeah right the space guys that i thought were like totally no pun intended out of this world um, Ooh. no i didn't mean to say that it was coming out it was coming out um he comes up to me and he's like hey man really good show he's a completely normal guy and i was like what just happened yeah those guys were awesome i like they were they sent us a picture today of like aliens Oh, was that him? Yeah. Is that who that was? <laughs> that was that was the guitarist. With awesome. The yeah. yeah, he had like a aliens are out there website. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and he was in the Golden Songbirds or Sunbirds depending on how well you know. Disclose.tv. It was Disclose, a website. Disclose, yeah. yeah. All right. Us, yeah. That's awesome. If you if you want if you want insight on the supernatural apparently Look up the Golden Songbirds or the extraterrestrial. It may not be supernatural. I don't know if they believe in supernatural aliens. It's just extraterrestrial. What's yeah, the difference? I think it's pretty natural to them. Well, so what's supernatural? What's <laughs> well, like, supernatural? Because what if they were just humans who were also on a far-off planet? Is that planet? a supernatural? Are we, are we going down that, the ancient that alien route? That wouldn't be above natural. They would just be extraterrestrial. Is Maybe extraterrestrial or, mean they're just from a different terrestrial? Ter- terrace? <laughs> Whatever that root word is, dude. <laughs> Edit the root word into the whatever my <laughs> sentence just now. I don't know. We'll find out we, someday. Yeah. Somebody Google that and then Email tag us. us all in a Twitter <laughs> post or Facebook post or Instagram post. It'll take like a block Thank post. Thank you. Or <laughs> just... There's not enough letters for tw- Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, maybe make a blog post and tag us all in it. Live Somebody, journal. Live. <laughs> New York Times. Angel Fire. Is that... Washington Post. Free webs. <laughs> I think the Washington Nancy Post Drew. listens to this podcast. So. Um, I'd imagine, I'd imagine there has to be someone there that works at that lives in Utah or appreciates Utah culture. I think so. It's a big enough company. Though not everybody that appreciates Utah culture appreciates Ogden culture. <laughs> <laughs> so depends on where they're from. But anyway, Bill Murray does. Bill Murray appreciates Ogden. Didn't he? Didn't he own the baseball team? Uh, Who owns the Ogden Owls? 
No, that's the Orem Owls. (laughs) The Raptors, right? I think Bill Murray was the original owner of the baseball team. If you can edit this out and delete all this, if I'm totally wrong, I'm looking it up right now. We'll come back to it. Don't spread. Don't use your podcast to spread false news. Right, but if it is Ogden Arts Fest, wrong news. Please get Bill Murray. First owner of the Ogden Raptors. Because they used to be the Ogden Athletics back in the day. Really? Yeah. They, they was like, Ogden they was like a red light age? district. Do they feed into the athletics? I don't know. That's the thing. I, I, Do I don't know if they're it? connected Do, are to Are they Oakland. connected to anybody now? Because the yeah, Salt Lake Bees are connected to the Angels. Well, we're, yeah. Uh, Raptors with the Dodgers right now. Really? Yeah. Sick. So Jock Peterson, if you know who Jock Peterson is. I do know who Jock, Jock Peterson, Peterson is. was. Uh, he hit two home runs in he the game did. I went to at the Ogden Raptors. Awesome. Because he was good. He's a BAMF. He is. Go I, Dodgers. Go Dodgers. I agree. I, I like mentioned. the Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers are good. Did you find it? Did you find wow, it? I wish the Bees were with the Dodgers and the Raptors. Oh, were he owned the, the Salt Lake Trappers. Salt Lake Trappers. Um, and they're now currently known as the Ogden Raptors. Oh, oh see, there you Interesting. go. All right. Yep. So. Ogden culture. The what more you, you know. Do, 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 do. All right. So <laughs> get him to the Ogden Arts Fest is what I'm saying. Well, obviously. Now headliner. Headliner. He can play on my music stage at the Ogden Arts Fest. There you go. <laughs> Dear Bill. <laughs> All right. Any more tour stories to share with the class? Mm. Other stuff. No, I don't think. I mean, tour was awesome. It was only about a week. It was about a week, but it, I, I say only, but actually, it was two weekends and like three shows on the weekdays. It was a, it was a lot of driving, but yeah, yeah. it was. It yeah, was we ended up canceling because of our broken window canceling the Reno show and the weather through the Sierra Nevadas. And we did a detour that added like five hours onto our total drive time. Have you ever heard of the Donner Party? Yes. That's where they ate themselves. Yes. That's, where, that's the drive <laughs> we decided not to do. Yeah. It snowed like 12 inches with overnight. A, and Ken's a vegetarian. So yeah. Window missing. Right. yeah. Ken, Ken would have been the first to be eaten because he's a vegetarian. Yeah. So his meat is probably the most tender. That's true. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think that's a first mention for cannibalism on the Ogden Arts Festival. <laughs> or, uh, yes. or really, we like actually discussed this in the van. Too, objective, like objective, uh, whatever. Some Never black mind. Angus Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh at Arctic Circle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's let's talk about your music now. Uh, you got what seven songs out right now for people to seven. enjoy. Yeah. Um, one on a compilation album, one as your six-track EP. So uh, one thing that I really like about your album, obviously it's fun, it's catchy, it, mo- it moves quick, but I love the li- lyrical content. It's something that I think a lot of people can relate to. Walk us through, what, 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 are, what are your favorite songs and what, what are they about? So two, things, so, so two things happened to me last year. The girl who I spent three years with I, I I broke up with like our relationship ended mm-hmm. and I lost my religion. So that's what the songs are about. <laughs> <laughs> those two things. So pick one of those two things and that's what the songs are about. Um, but I think especially uh, the one that I 
think about think of most readily is Mike Piazza. It's the last song on the EP. And uh, that song is about losing your religion and kind of the effects that can have on your social life, the effects that can have on your, the effects that can have on your psyche, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And, but kind of being stalwart in that and knowing that regardless of what people might think of you, regardless of what, of what the consequences might be, it's kind of drawing that line in the sand is something that we, at some point we all kind of have to do. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily with religion, but with any major decision you have to make in your life. At some point you've got to cross that line or not. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what that song's about is kind of crossing that line. Cool. Um, Probably my favorite song of your guys's is actually 2049, the one that's on your compilation. Oh, good. Um, I, uh, I really dig. There is a metaphor in that song <laughs> that I want to discuss because okay. I love it and it makes me want to become a better songwriter. So okay. um, very first very first lines of the song. Uh, you know, the future of mankind is no way in peril, but there's a skull and crossbones hanging over my head. Right. And uh, then there's also a line of, you know, it doesn't bother me. It's been there for a while, and sometimes I forget that it's there until I bump it on a door frame or wink gets a cut, cut my hair, and then yeah. people trying not to stare. Right. Um, I like that song a lot, it's as a you lot can tell. Yeah, there's lots of air sounds. Yeah, there's lots of air sounds. So, when, obviously, you know, that that's a good, obviously, it's a good use of metaphor because it's not something that anybody actually experiences is actually having a skull right. crossbow. I imagined like a video game, you know, when you're uh-huh. poisoned and you've only got like 10 hit points left, there'll yeah. be like a skull and crossbones over your head. Yeah. That's what the idea was, I guess. Enter the wild in RuneScape. Yeah, dude, RuneScape <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so how, what, what's your, because I think this is where a lot of people struggle writing songs. They can either write super straightforward or super vague and sometimes it's hard to get people to relate to songs. And I feel like that's a song that people can relate to. Uh, you know, I have this thing hanging over my head and I don't know if people can see it. I don't know if I even notice it all the time, but there's something, you know, there's something there. And I feel that captures that very well. So how, when you're coming up with like a metaphor, so you're not just saying, I feel like shit. And that's the line <laughs> of the song. How, what, what is your uh, kind of thought process going into that lyrical content? I'm going to be totally honest with you about that verse. And the very first line, I just thought of it. The year 2049 is, is uh, in, the, in the, the year is 2049. The future of my kind is no longer in peril. I have, I've had that line written for a long time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, and I wanted to use it. And so I needed some sort of analogy that would be applicable to 30 years from now. And I imagined like a video game displaying a status over your head would be a good thing that mm-hmm. would work in that in that world and that's also a good way to and it that is a good way to convey the the uh feelings of the character right because mm-hmm. i don't have to say how sad he is but like you got the whole thing just the analogy is there's a skull and crossbones floating over your head and it's something that's just not supposed to be there but it's there and you don't really know how to feel about it Mm-hmm. And but I mean, and the process really is storytelling, I think, more than it is trying to convey. A sp- I, 
I, like I said, that's a that's a creative writing tool. Right. A lot totally of creative writing that people ha- struggle using in songwriting. Myself, very much included. Right. Trying to tell a story about maybe even yourself mm-hmm. um, rather than just describing a scenario. Correct. Right. Yeah. For sure. So. Nick and Ken, I don't mean to <laughs> shift the no, conversation. No, oh no, go for it. Conversation too much. So, you guys all mentioned that you're in different styles uh, of bands. Like I said, uh, Nick, Nick, Ken, you guys play ska. You played hardcore. What? So, what does Wicked Bears do for you that your other musical projects don't? What? Why? Why? Why start this band? This fun, catchy pop punk band. It's easier to whip my hair back and forth in Wicked Bears than it is in Show Me Island. <laughs> there you go. That's, yeah. that's all the reason you need. I know. <laughs> but like in all seriousness, it's it's uh it's a different outlet, I guess. It mm-hmm. gives a different feeling when we're playing it. Um they're both fun music, uh for like fun positive sounding music, but one is fun upstrokes and one's really fun downstrokes so there you have it yeah, kids the, the <laughs> show me island and wicked bears are polar polar opposites show me island plays pretty slow and mm-hmm. wicked bears is like pretty much the fastest i can go tempo wise mm-hmm. while playing my drums so with that it's <clears throat> it's helped me develop like my speed and uh i do some singing in this band as well and mm-hmm. being able to like coordinate all of my limbs and my voice at the same time has been pretty difficult, but it's it's a fun challenge. And I didn't really expect it to be much of a challenge. I just thought it would be like, hey, we're playing punk music and, you know, it's going to be fun. But it's like, yeah, but it's also yeah, super challenging. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's a lot of fun. So anybody that wants to hire multitaskers and pay them lots of money, Kendra Guy. He can That's operate four limbs and a mouth at the same yeah, time. Sells <laughs> <laughs> Sounds oddly sexual. Put that on back page, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put that on your LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. I can operate four limbs and a mouth at the same time. Get raises quick. <laughs> For me, I think pop punk is just what comes out. Mm-hmm. I think it's, these guys are, it was really fun getting together with Ken and Nick and because they're really great musicians mm-hmm. and and putting together music that's really good and kind of what I listen to anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was listening to Nimrod by Green Day on the way here just because I love it. I've heard that record probably a hundred times. I just really love that record. Yeah, it's good. And, uh, and I, it's really, it, it's been really fun and really, uh, really fulfilling to me to be able to play with, play this kind of music that I love so much with, such great musicians. Mm-hmm. All right. Me too. It's music I grew up on and still listen to today. Yeah. So what are what are some of the influences you've drawn off to create Wicked Bears music? Uh, you know, who who do you look to for inspiration? What what bands? What people? What? I mean, again, it's like it's music I grew up on and still listen to today. So there's a million sounds in my head. I think mm-hmm. uh, that. I could pull out these cheesy pop punk things that just work because mm-hmm. they've been sitting in my head for either a week or mm-hmm. 10 years. But so there's a lot of, you know, from Green Day to Bowling for Soup to I don't even know. Those are that's all I listen to. 
I probably spent half of that year, the year we wrote that record, uh, listening to, I forget what the song's called, but it's a Menzingers record. Um, I've been having a horrible time. Whatever so- record that song is on, mm-hmm. um, that record I've listened to a hundred times because uh, it's just so good. And that's a lot of what informed my contribution to the record was that Menzingers record. Mm-hmm. The Impossible Past. The Impossible. Okay. Look it up, folks. If you like The Wicked Impossible Bears. Past by the Menzingers is such a record. I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, I guess last year I was listening to a lot of Mass Intruder. I think I listened to like Mass Intruder. That was like the biggest punk, or punk band I was listening to at the time. And, um, and Problem Daughter, obviously. But... Um, yeah, so I just wanted to write fast, catchy pop punk, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. And now we're back at our Facebook description. Yes. Oh, wow. Full circle. Of course, the Lord is one eternal round. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do you guys got coming up? Uh, I know you got two shows coming up, correct? Uh, that are scheduled. Maybe more. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like we have a show the fourth, and it's actually a benefit for the underground in Salt Lake because uh, – they got robbed and they took some PA equipment. Mm. Um, so we're just, it's its not a big benefit, but we're just raising money so we can replace that equipment on the 4th sure. in Salt Lake at the Underground. And then on the 18th, the borough is actually kind of having a hard time too. So we're doing a benefit for them too. Awesome. And yeah. it's going to be kind of an all day thing. There's going to be, I think there's going to be poetry readings. There's going to be a lot of other bands. It's going to be going to be a really cool thing. That's also here in Salt Lake. Yeah, man. Support local music. That's uh, that, those are, these are places where, you know, they they get local musicians to play a lot. So right. go and support those places. Support, support places like the Beehive Social Club, the Underground, the the, the Borough, the Borough, the Borough. There's other ones, but I'm not gonna Urban Lounge. Urban We're playing Lounge. Urban Lounge in March. Yeah, Urban March Lounge. There's a lot of really cool places in Salt Lake that need people to need people in those seats for sure. Get your five bucks out. The seats. Uh, yeah, metaphorically. The metaphorical Met- seats. Because no, none of them have seats. Yeah. <laughs> they need they need you to lean against their wall. Right. Yeah. And or pillars, if there's pillars. So, do that. All right. Um, and then where can they get you? Where can people get your album? Wickedbears.bandcamp.com. All right. How much does it cost? It is free to download. It's pay what you want. So... It's free if you want. So it's seven million dollars. With that being said, mm-hmm. we have Our a song. broken window to replace. <laughs> so if you feel like giving us a couple dollars, that'd be cool. Yeah, we do have shirts on the on our band camp. There, and that would be very helpful towards paying for the uh, the broken van. They're really good and good looking. My wife are they comfortable? I, they are comfortable. They're very comfortable. My wife so says soft. I look good in mine too. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Bonus. You look good all the time. Well, thanks, man. But I'm also imagining you in the shirt, and you also look good then too. You got the purple shirt, right? I did get the purple it's a good shirt. shirt. Yeah, yeah, because they're 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 while black and white, black with white lettering, is is a go to for sure. I have way too many band shirts that are black with white lettering, Same. so I'm so glad that you guys had. a purple You have an shirt. opportunity to buy a good. purple shirt. I had a yeah. I mean, how many opportunities are you going to have to buy a purple shirt? Outside of college at Weber State University, none. <laughs> <laughs> did you go to Weber State? I did go to Weber State. Oh, so you have lots of purple stuff. I have I have approximately two purple stuffs. Oh, One sweet. Weber State shirt and now a Wicked Bear shirt. Nice. So what is the Weber? Are you a Bruin? What are you? 
A wild cat. A wild cat. Yes. Because, I mean, that's, it was probably the most generic college And mascot. Damian Lillard's uh, a, a, a wild cat, isn't he? He is a wild cat. I actually technically uh, went to school with him, but I never actually saw him and or met him. But I went, but we <laughs> but went like at heard the about same him playing time. the basketball games too, Yeah, right? no, I, you know, I, was, I saw a couple of his games, but, and we were wow. technically enrolled at wow. the same time. You were in the same I was school as Damian Lillard. I was on the star same point guard role. for the Portland Trailblazers. Yes. Thank wow. you for clarifying for, yeah. for me. Contact. I was like, I'll yeah. Google that 2014 later. rookie of the year? 2013. 2013 rookie of the year. Mm, and he was really trailblazing. So Weber just. State has like marketed the shit out of the fact that, like, you know, they Damian put Wildcat to Trailblazer and, like, uh-huh. you know, like, it, you know, and you can do that too. You can be a wildcat and then become a trailblazer. Yeah, whatever for industry sure. Yeah, you graduated. Right. And so, uh, I'm I'm apparently a I trailblazer. Don't blame him. I'm yeah. I mean, he is literally the he is literally the best thing that's ever happened to Weber State University. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and we've. I mean, like we literally. had the backup quarterback for the Rams Super Bowl team. Ooh. Who was that? Jamie Martin. I don't know Jamie Martin. He was the backup to Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Yes. But, I like Kurt Warner. So, Jamie Martin's a little disappointed because he's no longer the best thing to happen at Weber State University. Wow. <laughs> and that's like a serious title, though. A lot of people go there. Yeah. That's a serious title. No, it's good. Well, it's let's good. not downplay the greatest thing to ever happen to Weber State. That's true. But, yeah, he's. I think he's probably still playing on like all the monitors at Weber State, like just like Hey, remember when Damian Lillard came here? <laughs> <laughs> Even though like our basketball team It's like, gonna be twenty yeah, years later gonna, and all yeah. the pictures are still gonna be up. Yeah. No, it's just gonna be Damian Lillard all the way. Anyway. Tell him I said hi. We'll do. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, next time I'm in Portland I'll uh Yeah next time or uh, next, next time, time see your former classmate. Yes. I'll let him know. I'll let him know uh, you know Casey Casey Tell him to add me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that we've gone on like 70 tangents, is there anything else you guys would like to go over? Mm. It's a nice dog barking. I think we uh, I think we hit it all. That's not my dog barking. That was another dog barking. I know. but there's, oh, okay. there's Max is being very well behaved. Max. I know. He wants another treat. I'm the best. Sliding him treats. The best studio guest ever on the podcast. Max the dog. The Cocker Spaniel. You hear that? That yeah. is pretty demeaning to all your other guests, dude. That I dog would, has not said a single word. He, most esteemed guest? That's still demeaning. He's just <laughs> a normal pet dog. The cutest guest? There you go. That's, yeah, that, oh, it's fine. <laughs> you're not, I feel like you're just getting worse. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 all right well everyone go uh follow wicked bears on instagram facebook Bandcamp, maybe twitter there's a twitter there's a twitter, we have no a twitter. Hey. that was the one we don't that's oh you don't have instagram we don't have instagram so twitter and facebook and Bandcamp. we are looking for a really good looking guitarist so that we can start an instagram so okay you know really good is that a jab at me that's a jab at all of us None of us are good looking. Yeah, enough we're to not have pretty enough. That's what I'm saying. 
It was a jab at all. No, not guitar yeah. players. Like, you would need a good-looking guitar player. Like, me and Ken are good-looking, and you need a good-looking guitar <laughs> player to have an Instagram. Like, that's what Nick's got the hair in the band. That's all that matters. <laughs> it is really beautiful hair. He does have beautiful hair. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you. And close. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, and go buy their album, buy their T-shirts, help replace... Their borrowed tour van window. <laughs> it's, it's not even our van. Yeah, van that's window. the worst part. Yeah. If it was my van, I wouldn't, you know. For six months, it wouldn't have a window. Okay. Yeah, just yeah, exactly. Tarp and duct tape. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so what we got? Yep. Like a roll and a half of duct tape and like, some cardboard. Yeah. Not even enough cardboard to fill the full window. Just, just to make you feel better. Yeah. Just <laughs> Ken was like piecing cardboard onto the duct tape and then... And it was like a puzzle. Like he was trying to maximize <laughs> the amount of duct tape he could cover with cardboard. There you go. So, and if anybody wants to donate a van window by the time this podcast airs. Don't, because odds are it'll be the wrong one. <laughs> and we need the right one. And it's <laughs> fucking really hard to find, apparently. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for joining me on the pod. It was Thank fun. Thank you. Thanks. And, uh... Like I said, go check them out February 4th and mm-hmm. 18th. And March 16th. And March 16th. For did you? I don't think you I don't think you plugged that show. That one's the sl- our Slug show. Yeah, our Slug, show. slug Localized. Um, he mentioned that we were playing Irvin Lounge, and I dropped the 16th right after that. Gotcha. But for Slug Localized, um, we're co-headlining with, with... Scary Uncle Steve. Scary Uncle Steve, yeah. All right. And I uh, think the avenues are playing with us as well. On yes. That. Mm-hmm. Cool. So it should be pretty fun. All right. With, with members of Jail City Rockers. Yeah. Who Casey. are podcast alumni. They are podcast alumni. And they're, they're fun. How exciting. Love them. Yeah. Wow. The world is so small. world is so small, especially with one guy that's connected with all his fans and just, you know, happens to podcast fans he likes. Anyway. <laughs> I think it's a worthwhile endeavor. It is a worthwhile endeavor. You're leaving an imprint on the world that's important. The aliens are going to come in. They're going to say, what about Ogden? And they're going to find your podcast. And they're going to be like, oh, so this is the art in in and around They're going to find it faster than you think because the Golden Songbirds guys are are on to us. Oh, yeah. They're connected. (laughs) They've talked. (laughs) So now the aliens, I think that's what the post we got today was because the picture of aliens and it was like, what would you do if they found you? And uh, show them podcast. the Ogden podcast. There you go. They're listening already right now. Probably. The jig is up. <laughs> I hope they enjoy it. They're probably going to buy your Hello they're Aliens. Gonna, they're going to buy your album. Hello Aliens. Buy a purple shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we take space bucks. Each alien gets one relic from Earth when they come to visit. And we want it to be. Oh, Wicked Bears t-shirt. Yeah, I'll okay. give it to them. They yeah. come hang out. I'll give them that shirt. It says, you wake up to this, and your first words are. Ooh. And that, that's kind of got the very stereotypical. What does it say? And I don't think it's, it's, it's his. I think he just decided to share it with us because it's got 8,000 likes and 13,000 shares. I think he just wanted us to see it. I wake up, t- If I wake up to that, my first words are. I don't. Wow. <laughs> I'd be baffled. Yeah. <laughs> just like. I, I would probably I would, flail I, my legs. I, me too. I think yeah. I would panic. <laughs> yeah. You'd panic. Yeah. Because like, there's street people like 
looking over you. You're not where you were when you fell asleep. You didn't wake up while you were sleeping. You've woken up and there are aliens above you. Yeah. Is this like post abduction? Like you're abducted and you're waking up inside. Yeah. Of and the, seeing yeah. them. That's the, yeah. Okay. And then I, you'd pin. you're laying down because they're looking over you. Yeah. So you're on like the yeah. examination table. Space makes right. me anxious. So yeah. I don't right. know. What I feel. You probably have no clothes on. There's probably. probably several apparatus connected to you. Probably. That's going to be a difficult situation. That I'm going to panic. I, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. The I'm, year I'm, is 2040. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a probe in my behind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Say goodbye to the listeners of the Ogden Arts Festival. Goodbye. 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 See you Thank later. you so much. You guys are great. Thanks for listening. I wish my bleep could be like the minute and a half modem connecting to the internet from 1996. <laughs> Yo, that's (laughs) 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 (laughs)